Welcome to the Chamber Boys of Business Podcast. I am Steve Cox with the Rogers Lowell Area Chamber of Commerce. And today we are doing a series as part of Small Business Week, which is the first week of May here across the United States. And we want to highlight several of the small businesses in our area. The Chamber is going to be doing lots of uh, push out on social media. We've got our spring job fair taking place during Small Business Week. But we really wanted to take the podcast to just really focus in on some of our small business members, uh, specifically members of our Small Business Council to talk about not just the importance of being on the council and the work that we do, but also learning from them about as they run their and manage their business from day to day. So we are joined today by Kayla House and Kayla Andelman with House Inc. And they are one of the fastest growing real, realty groups here in Northwest Arkansas. We are very excited to have them on to learn all about what it takes to own a small business in the real estate market on today's Chamber Voice of Business podcast. Well, Kayla and Kayla, we appreciate you all coming on today. For those of you, for those of us uh, on the on the listening side here that aren't familiar, tell us a little bit about House Inc. and kind of the services you all provide, and uh, you know that we can keep the conversation flowing. So we are a team of agents. There's ten of us now, I believe, and we're all female, which doesn't really matter, but. We like to female empowerment. If you know anything about me, you know I'm also the chair of Hustle and Heels. So I'm all about female empowerment. Um, so we have a range of moms, single moms, working moms, not moms, fresh out of college, um, <laughs> girls and women who, I guess they're all women, not girls, who are, you know, just hustling out there trying to make it in the real estate business. And it is, uh, it's, it's a tough game sometimes out here. But it's good. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the, the housing market is definitely on fire right now. And uh, definitely, you know, I know houses going up for sale are getting sold, listed and sold in the same 24 hour period. It's, it's kind of kind of crazy. So how have you guys been managing that? I mean, obviously, you know, you, you didn't start with eight agents. So how, what was that process like of getting to where you are now? We so the the Kayla's we started together um, as a, just working together, the two of us when I first got my license about five years ago. And um, it was really, it made it a lot easier for us to be able to rely on each other. So I felt a lot of pressure to make sure you don't miss a house for a client or you're, and I got real, you know, we didn't leave town. We didn't do anything. So being able to rely on each other, it made it to where we could both feel a little bit more comfortable in lives and choose to have babies and be actual humans that aren't just real estate robots, Um, which is sometimes kind of how you feel when you're first getting started. You feel like, you don't want to miss a house. You don't want to miss something and mm-hmm. clients are going to be mad at you if you don't send it or see it first. And you're, it's just a kind of a juggle. So we started with the two of us and then slowly agents have approached us about working with us. Um, I don't think we've actually really chased, uh, recruited. I mean, we've done a little bit of recruiting, but we haven't really recruited hot, heavily to get an agent. Both, most of our agents have been either referred to us or come to us through seeing us on social media, seeing us in different networking events, or kind of just seeing our success as we've grown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, real estate, it ebbs and flows. And so being, I've been in the business since 2013, and it has not always been this intense. And in those, those years, I think everybody knows that. Um, so real estate can be a very lonely business when you get down to the heart of it, you're in your car all the time and you're working with clients for, you know, anywhere from 
30 days to, it could be two years, but you're really focused on those clients and you're focused on making sure you're making that happen for them. And so you could be really isolated um, when you don't have a team of agents behind you. So um, Kayla and I started working together because um, I wanted to take a vacation for <laughs> after being in the business for five years. I was like, I really want to take a vacation, but I don't think I can do it. And uh -huh. so Kayla at a different brokerage um, than me at the time said, I'll help you. Let me help you. Um, just altruistically, let me help you. And I was like, this is not what normally happens. <laughs> so we just helped each other and kind of came to the realization that, you know, having that support system of other people that having your back and being able to meet up with them and have cooperation rather than competition and work towards um, the same goals and not feel like we're undercutting each other, but truly just having that camaraderie um, was where we kind of started our mission for our, for our team. And I think other agents slowly began to see that and they'd see her post about something and me post about something and they would be interested in that. And I, we then were able to kind of let them know our, our um, business plan and kind of how we are a team where we wanted to bring a soft spot for new agents or experienced agents to land, learn, and grow um, because, you know, 80% of real estate agents don't last the first year. Mm -hmm. uh, it's easy to drop. Well, so and we, I can imagine because there's no, there's not a, a steady paycheck. I mean, you, you're working commission to commission. So especially if you want to have a family or, you know, reliable income, that, that that's a challenge. I mean, and that's a, that's a leap of faith to go out there and, and be willing to do that. Am, am I wrong? Right. And therefore, Kayla and I have been working for so long that we've created this sphere of influence. And I was extremely lucky to start my career on incredibly well-respected teams and brokerages that I learned a lot from in the past. Um, that are, you know, number one in the business and they have really helped kickstart my career. And I, I can't thank them enough. And, you know, I took what I liked from those companies and I brought them into our team and then kind of left behind the things that I just, you know, didn't, didn't um, relate to or thought maybe I didn't connect with because I thought maybe somebody else my age wouldn't connect with that as, as well. Mm -hmm. So it's been really good because we were able to take, Kayla and I are able to take our sphere of influence and create our success for our, you know, our bread and butter. And then we can feed our agents to make sure that they're being successful with leads and with um, different clients and customers and opportunities. And that's not something that a whole lot of people provide um, today in the real estate world. So what was it that made you guys say, all right, we need to leave where we're at and we need to venture out on our own and start this and just, and take that, take that chance and bet on yourselves. So having the experience of those larger national franchises um, and brokerages, and even kind of smaller, yet large local brokerages too, right. uh, we were starting to come up against some obstacles that we had to jump over in order to take care of our local clients that we, that we were working with face-to-face -face on a daily basis. We were showing them five hours a day, you know, not the boss. So right. we're able to negotiate things that, or sacrifice our own um, for our own gain for our clients to, to um, you know, prevail in these offers. So, you know, we decided, hey, we really need to go somewhere that's going to allow us to, um, you know, be flexible with our clients and do what we need to do for our clients 
even if it does mean we have to sacrifice. Um, you know, we needed to take a little bit of the rules away and make sure we could, you know, because our market is, I would say, unlike any other. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to be able to take the rules of those national and, you know, corporate type agencies, take that out of the picture so that we can say, hey, look, we're going to make this happen for you. I'm going to do this for you to make this happen for you. I'm going to, we're going to give you a home warranty where we were able to take from our own pockets to give to our clients where we weren't allowed to do that when we had the supervision of other brokerages. Right. Well, and it sounds, you know, kind of like the benefit of having a small business versus a large national firm is they have to have national policies where a local small business can have local policies that is specifically towards that market. And that's where we are very, um, we, we are very, we're proud of that. We make sure that we're in line with what we have to do here locally to make sure that our community keeps progressing and isn't being met with. I'm sorry, we just can't do that for you because it's company policy. Policy, our policy right. Is, our policy is our clients first and then us second. So yeah, and that's been really, really where we've, um, I think, progressed. Yeah, there's, there's a difference between policy and regulation. Of course, you're going to, you know, you follow all the Correct. regulations that are out there, but, you know. Stay ethical. We are incredibly ethical, but Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and generous, I think, hand too, right? So, yeah, I think it's it's interesting, you know, it's, and it's all just, it's, we all have to trial and error. Sometimes yeah. we give away everything and, and, but you know, they always come back. I feel like once we've given to our community, our community, they come back, they come back and, you know, refer us and they know we'll take care of their friends and family and we're right there ready to do it. Gotcha. So, so when starting this venture, was this the first time y'all had run your own operation or did you guys have some previous entrepreneurial experience prior? Um, so I had a little bit of previous um, helping my, my father with his local business. He was a handyman and remodels for 30 years in this area. And so I had helped him get ready to sell his business a couple of years ago before I got my license when I first mm-hmm. moved back here. Um, but that was, this was my first like on my own. And I will, excuse me, I will tell you, there was a lot of like, I think I made a mistake. (laughs) Uh, Why in the world would I choose to do this? And me at the time I was a, you know, full-time single mom of a two-year-old. So Mm -hmm. to jump out of a position where I had a paycheck coming to, Mm -hmm. I don't have a paycheck and I don't know when the next pay, because you don't count. I remember that. You don't count. Right. until it, it's signed and you, you don't count it. And so yeah. I remember the money's not there until the check's in your hand. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I remember working with you too and, and how scared it, it how was, scary it was. It was really scary because, you know, I've got to make sure that I can feed my son. I'm the only source of income that we have, you know, it's just me and him. And it was very like, it was very scary. The first, the first year and a half was just kind of like, okay, you can do this. And lots of tears. I think I made a mistake. I don't think I can do this. And mm-hmm. then there would be those times where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to look and see if there's something else. And I would start looking at like corporate jobs or something along the lines that would be a little bit more steady at the time. And I would just get so sad. Yeah. Like the idea of going into an office every day and being, I'm like, I don't, and it, it's not bad that, you know, everybody's that's what makes people, we all have different ideas on what is good for you and what's good for me. I wanted to be the parent that could go on a field trip with my kid without having mm-hmm. to be off and things like that. And now, even though we just started, we're almost done with first grade. I just, I make it, I might get the opportunity 
through COVID after COVID to go on my son's first field trip next week. Right. And yeah. Like I, I don't have to call my boss and be like, Oh, can I take off? You know, it's me. Yeah. I can mm-hmm. arrange that and I can take that time. The last two days he's been sick at home. So I worked from home, you know, I had the agents helping us with ever, everything we needed. And I was able to stay at home with my son and take care of him when he was sick versus being like, well, sorry, bro, you got to go to school. And I would say with Kayla and I, Kayla and Kayla, right? Her, Kayla houses experience in the managerial aspect of things outside of real estate, having come from managing offices and working with her dad and his handyman business. Um, that really helps her lead and manage our agents. Whereas I jumped into real estate um, out from, you know, bartending and assisting mm-hmm. in um, uh, elementary school classrooms. I really loved doing all that, but um, I just had the opportunity and I jumped. So I came right into sales without having management experience. Um, right. Again, having the experience that I had in these other agencies led me to open actual, I actually opened my own brokerage with a business partner. Um, and something I wish I would have known about small businesses back then is to really, truly know and trust who you're getting into business with, because that could be the biggest downfall and the greatest success is who you partner up with if you choose to partner up with somebody. Oh, absolutely. Starting my own brokerage, it was very apparent once I got started that the managerial part aspect of it and growing with um, the team, I was, didn't know how to do that. I just knew how to go out and sell for myself. So that partnership and that brokerage um, ended fairly quickly within a, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I went back to selling on my own. And I, you know, I enjoyed it, but I did feel like there was something missing. Like I could be more, but I was being held back because I was scared of what happened when I lost that first company. Because mm-hmm. uh, it did, it, it's a big blow when you lose something. But, you know, what do they say about failure? I mean, if you don't try, you'll never, you know, if you don't fail, sometimes you'll never succeed. So when Kayla and I partnered up, it was the perfect pairing. We worked side by side in different brokerages, watched each other. Our, we, we, you know, studied each other's um, way we did business, our ethical values. You know, we just for a couple of years, just helped each other without needing something from one another back from it. And after a while, we were like, you're who I want to partner up with. You can manage people. I will learn from you doing that. I will help with all the experience that I have gathered uh, in the last several years and the selling and the, you know, all that. And it's become just such a great relationship that we've really been able to foster. And I think that is why we attract so many of these female agents, because it's sometimes hard for two females to <laughs> work together without butting heads. And right. so we're lucky to have uh, created the relationship that we do because um, it's it's pretty unique and it's pretty special um, and it takes a lot of work too. Right. Well, and I think maybe, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong here, but this, you know, is a pretty gross generalization, but it feels like a lot of the senior level leadership in these real estate firms are men where the rank and file agents are women. And I think people might appreciate having a girl boss and might be, you know, a reason why that they're attracted to, to your guys' uh, business. I agree. We've had, um, there's, so when you interview, when we start interviewing agents, it's always interesting the questions that they ask. And <clears throat> one of the questions that one of our youngest agents asked whenever we were interviewing her was like, um, 
I love that it's all women. I think that's amazing. And her first question was not about like commission splits or anything like that. It was about what is your, is everybody involved in the community and how are they involved in the community? Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's their first question to us because they know that's where we love to put a lot of our effort. Well, yeah, Uh, Kayla mentioned already. Yeah. And they know we're sensitive to a lot of situations we can relate to a lot of situations that they may have therefore we they don't feel like they can't be open and communicative and now don't get me wrong we are not opposed to a male on no, our of team. course not yeah no like in fact I think there's been several males that have kind of contemplated and somewhat approached us and we just haven't really progressed forward with them yet but I think that that males uh in the younger generation are now more interested in working for a female um especially a millennial female Mm-hmm. Um, because they know they can't, they don't feel like they're going to be, they will be motivated and we'll push them, but we won't, it, there's no end all be all. Like we're here to help you. We're not here to just help ourselves. Everybody's right. success is our success. And yeah, it's just a, de- it's just a generational difference. I think. I, I, I would definitely agree uh, on that. <laughs> now you, you mentioned Kayla, uh, Andelman that you, um, had started the firm before or and then coming this what lessons did you take away from that first experience i mean like you said you know it, it was a failure but you know you're able to learn from it and grow so kind of what what transferred in and then and then kayla house what do, looking now what do you wish you could have done differently back when you guys were first starting yeah i um when i started that company i truly enjoyed i enjoyed starting it but I really, I wish I knew how running a business would pull me from the actual business itself. When I started running it with my with my business partner, I had to go to a lot more financial meetings and I mm-hmm. had to read a lot more contracts about our business. And I was being pulled away from face-to-face client meetings and showing houses and doing the part that I loved, which was helping my clients and their families obtain all of their goals that they wanted to achieve in real estate. And as we grew, I wasn't able to go out and do that anymore. So I realized, oh my gosh, the task at hand that I love to do is now being taken from me because I have to worry about the overall business running back Mm -hmm. of the house. So I love being front of house face-to-face out in the field. Um, and it just was stripped from me without me even thinking about it. And I wasn't prepared for it. Um, my degree is in agriculture. <laughs> I wanted to be a winemaker. <laughs> like, I don't know, just add the numbers and let's move on so I can go show this house. It just, yeah. that's not how it works. So I was, um, I was pretty unprepared for the grown up side of running a business. And I wanted to be out where I was comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I would have known that that role was going to change drastically as the owner, as a co-owner, that was going to change drastically, especially if you weren't on the same page as your business partner, that you have entrusted 50% of your entire life with, like that's all of everything. So that's something I wish I would have, um, wish I would have known. Yeah. I've, I've heard business partnerships be likened to a marriage in, in the past of, you know, I mean, it's, it's a lifelong commitment. You got to go in eyes wide open if you're going to do this thing. Exactly. Well, and, and I don't have a spouse 
but having, you know, you're essentially in business with somebody else's spouse as well. Yeah. So, with a small company. Yeah. With a small business, you know, with a small business, we, we have, and, and our, our work because of the hours that we work that are in the evening sometimes and a lot in the evenings, cause you're on other people's schedules. Like we, they say you have the freedom to make your own schedule, but realistically you're on everybody else's schedule. Yeah. Can I, I can't take off at two o'clock to go look at a house. I've got to wait until five 30. Exactly. Yeah. Like and I'm, I'm on everybody else's schedule. And so your, your families essentially become a one family and it's, it's mm-hmm. so weird. Um, but you know, there's times that, that she's that Kayla Andelman's gone to show and they have two young babies right now. So I take one of the babies if I'm, yeah. and there's times that Parker, you know, my son, he's, he's not, he's almost seven, but there's times that he's been over here. And now we even at this point, share a nanny. Right. And we, you know, we switch back and forth with our nanny and she has her kids during the day. Cause my son's in school. And then she picks up Parker after school and, and we kind of work through that together. So it, you literally become, one big unit unit yeah big family unit yeah and you know it it doesn't have to be like that when you're not in a business that is so all hours of the day right and a lot of weekends and things like that as well because you know having to show you know you see all those all the time open house this sunday and you know having the title of boss especially you know at 25, I would think I was 28 years old when we started, when I started my um, old brokerage, it was called Midtown Associates, but I think I was 28 or 29. And then now we're in our early thirties, but having the title of boss and owner, it sounds so um, great and fabulous. And, oh, you know, it's so, but truly you have to come from humble beginnings because we work harder as bosses and owners than we did Mm -hmm when we were leisurely underneath somebody who held all of the liability, the liability is on us now. And we're responsible for feeding, you know, these agents that we have taken on and we want to make sure that they are successful before we are. And that means we work 10 times as hard. It's not kick up your feet and, and, and enjoy the day. No, we show for them. We show for ourselves. We, we do all, we take on all the jobs. Yeah, it's, it's like there's a little bit added pressure when you're the fo- first phone call, the regulators call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can only imagine. Like I'm, yeah. I'm really glad I've got Raymond as a buffer for when I mess up here at work. So, <laughs> but um, so you you talked about how like your, your environment and you know you kind of, you guys are known for like kind of giving back to the community. What are some of the ways that you do that, and why is that important for small businesses to be invested in the community they operate in? So those are our people. There are people. There are clients. There are people. There are clients. They're who we're trying to help. Um, they're, I mean, they're every. And as our community grows and benefits from us, you know, putting in not only monetary value, but also volunteer hours and efforts as the community grows, we grow with them. Um, and we're just happy to be there right alongside of it and making sure we're helping all these all of our community members own a piece of dirt here in Northwest Arkansas because it's just so amazing. And we love it so much that we can, we want to keep helping it grow. Um, and so like Kayla, go ahead and talk a little bit about your hustle and heal. Well, I've, well, Steve knows, but the other people don't know this. But the podcast, the podcast listeners. (laughs) I've been the chair of hustle and heals. This is my third year and we're a, you know, a women's group all about empowering women and, 
we actually have an event tonight that I'm super excited about with the headshots. I think we have one of the highest numbers we've had. Uh, yeah, this is we're, we're recording April 14th. Uh, and so for that event, we had 110 registrations as of 10 30 So I'm that's super awesome. that's you know, coming back through COVID, it's been kind of a, a struggle. And I'm just so so like proud of her for coming up with a unique event that anyone in the community can come get a free headshot and how yeah. how important is that for people to have if they don't even know that they need it um and it's really one of the, another one of those generational things as we keep growing in in this this day and age you know seeing pictures of people is just something that you almost expect especially with social media so it's really great to be able to offer that and come up with that idea in and of itself is just so cool to me um and we've got so many agents that want to do that more and more um so she's with Hustle and Heels and, and several other um, community um, networking groups. I'm on the Small Business Council, and I have been on that for like seven, eight years now. Yeah, um, you you were one of the original committee members for Hustle and Heels as well. I was on the original starting committee for Hustle and Heels. So I've been on Hustle and Heels for five years now. Small Business Council, um, I have sat on other nonprofit boards throughout the community, uh, but I chose to kind of step off of those and focus on Hustle and Heels for the last couple of years. Um, this is my last year as the chair of Hustle and Heels. We let uh, you keep believing that, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, I'm kind of, there's moments where I'm like, okay, well, this will be a little bit nice, but then there's also moments where I'm like, but I'm, but I'm sad. Well, you can still be involved, you know. Oh, I, I'm not going anywhere as far as But I, I think it's cool what you've done, you know, um, as you have helped bring up your, your co-chair, Elise, right now, who is going to be taking over next year. But you, you have definitely gone out of your way to mature her, to bring her, uh, you know, have, give her a better understanding of the responsibilities that comes with being chair and, and the involvement level. And, you know, just seeing her, you know, go from when she first joined the committee to now getting ready to step into the chair role. And that was largely due to your mentorship. I'm super excited to see Elise grow. And, and it, I'm really excited to see somebody so young taking such a, a role. Mm -hmm. Cause she is pretty young. Um, and I'm, you know, mid thirties at this point. So, but you know, if you look at, this is the, this will she be the third chair. Yes. And, and if you look at the age generations of the of the three different chairs we've had, it's pretty drastic from start yeah. to finish. And I think that multi-generational thing that we have with the different chairs is just really kind of it's really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Carrie, Carrie started. She was Gen X and then you're millennial. I don't know which uh, what, what Elise is, if she's millennial or Gen Z, but she's definitely on the younger side of the millennial generation. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here in the upper echelons. I turned in <laughs> in, uh, in the year 2000. So I'm the, the quintessential millennial. That's funny. But I think I think having Elise with um, as her her as a co-chair has been amazing, too. She's very creative and she has um, a lot of different mindsets than I do. Mm -hmm. And. I'm, I just really enjoy the kind of not banter, I guess, essentially the banter back and forth of learning their, the mindset that they have versus the mindset that I have. And even the difference with Carrie and, and being able to have that multi-generational mentoring and group of women has been just really, really awesome. I love, I genuinely love being. Oh, I, we, we appreciate everything you do for it, but it, it, it sounds like, I mean, if you're willing to invest that much time 
and you know a fellow committee member or things like that i can only imagine how much you're investing into those that work with you and for it's you incredible she's great uh, you know she's passing great. passing on that knowledge and and just you know helping them grow and mature their business because their success is your success and vice versa mm -hmm. 100% and and we have you know we do have agents who are you know a little bit older and some that are very young and it is probably one of the biggest challenges that I think I have is learning to train or mentor in the multi-generational gaps of agents that we do have. You know, we've got some agents in their 50s, some in their 40s, we've got 30s, early got 20s, early, early mm -hmm. 20s, just first job, you know. So we have a very large generation, generational gap from start to finish and learning how to coach each one of them is like learning a new language <laughs> really is like Spanish to English, you know, they're right. And we encourage all of them to get involved too and have their own, um, networking group that they, you know, are comfortable with and have a passion for, um, mine mm -hmm. is particularly rotary club. And that's also not necessarily my generation or my gender, but it's growing to be that way. And so it's really cool to see all of us get involved in our own ways in different areas of the community so we can tackle um, all sorts of things. Yeah, and uh, the chamber, we have a very soft spot for uh, for, for Rogers Rotary here because yeah. without them, we don't exist. They, they founded us in 1922. Yeah. So definitely I'm here because of Rotary. Rotary girls. We have, you know, we have an agent who's in Bentonville Rotary and we have, I'm actually going to the Fayetteville Rotary today with one of my agents, trying to get her involved there. You know, it's kind of hard, it can be intimidating to walk into a room full of people and, you know, it's, it can be intimidating. And, you know, me, yeah. I've been networking for years. So I basically go to a networking meeting and I know everybody. Mm -hmm. And so they want, you know, I'll go with them for a couple of times to help them get involved, help them meet people so that they can create those relationships and those things by themselves after time. But I want them to feel comfortable because I know, I mean, the first time I walked into a women, a women's networking meeting, I think I was like six months pregnant and I just thought I was going to throw up. You know, there was so many. And not just from the pregnancy, right? Not from the pregnancy. <laughs> but there were so many successful women around me. And it was so intimidating and and cool at the same time that I, I actually didn't go back for a little bit because I was so overwhelmed with mm. the intimidation that I didn't go back. And I don't ever want any agent or anybody at any of our events to feel that way. I want everybody to feel comfortable and come back and be a part of our community. And so trying to have that inclusiveness at our at hustle and heels events at all of our events is one of the things that I just aspire to have, you know, make people feel welcome, talk to people, get to know people. And that's something about small businesses too, that you have the freedom to choose what you want to um, invest your free time in and your volunteer mm -hmm. hours. You know, in some larger companies, they all back heavily back uh, their nonprofits and they choose what they back and you kind of have to go along with it. Um, yeah. and, and so it's really nice to be able to give our, um, agents the opportunity to choose where they want to, you know, put their times and efforts in. And if there's something near and dear to their heart, we're going to support them too. So it's not just them, it's the whole team. Depending right. Everybody's, um, passions. Yeah. Like Kay Kayla's really passionate about hustling heels and, and things we do at the chamber. You might have somebody that's very passionate about animals or somebody about foster care, you know, and you're able to, to spread that, that influence and involvement throughout. Correct. Yeah. It's a, it's really fun. I just really enjoy 
being able to give back to our community and seeing our community grow and those relationships. It's just, I think it's pretty cool. I, I would definitely agree. So, well, we're coming up on the end here. So if anybody is in the market for a house, looking to buy, looking to sell, I'm assuming rental as well. Uh, how, how can people get, get in touch with you guys? Um, you can look us up on social media. You can call me directly and I can give you, you know, 479-295-1527 is my phone number. Um, or we have an office that's actually out of Thrive Office in Bentonville. Um, which is across from Krispy Kreme right there by the, the painted yeah. horse, correct? Yeah. Our, they took that right. painted horse away. Oh, the horse is gone? I, I don't see. I'm well, a I always used to okay. use that. And I think it's gone now. Somebody must have ran it over. Must it have. It got hit a lot. So that was. <laughs> you can also find us on Northwest Arkansas homefinders.com. All right. Our oh. Website. And so we, you know, you give can give us a call. Let's, we'll tell you what we do and how we can help you. Fantastic. Well, Kayla and Kayla, we appreciate you all so much coming on today's uh, Voice of Business podcast talking about House Inc. I think the big takeaways that I've taken is starting the business is scary, but is definitely worth it if you're willing to put in the time and effort that it takes. And giving back to the community and investing in your co-workers is, is just a recipe for success here in Northwest Arkansas. Did anything anything I missed that I that you were trying to get across I didn't get? Nailed it. You want a job? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty pretty happy where I'm at. We'll, we'll, we'll start out. Raymond might listen. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies, thank you so very, very much. And uh, we will see you, Kayla. I'll see you at the next uh, committee meetings. And uh, other Kayla, Kayla Andelman, uh, it's always great to hear from you as well. So thank you very much for joining us on today's Voice of Business podcast.